Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I'm going to discuss with you something that I think is one of the main principles that has helped me over the years um, to achieving success. And that could be success in relationships, that's success in business, that's success in investing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, Dan Sullivan, uh, when I coached with Dan Sullivan, strategic coach a few years ago, um, he dropped this, uh, I guess it was a phrase, but it was more of like a methodology or an ideology. And the concept was who, not how. And you guys have heard me discuss this before, but I recently read the book um, that Benjamin Hardy wrote um, along with Dan. And they just talked about a lot of scenarios and um, examples of, um, you know, who, not how relationships. And I just thought it was timely. And, you know, as I was reading that book and just thinking back to, you know, coaching specifically with Dan, I just realized and reinforced that this has been one of the things that has literally been um, probably one of the top keys to my success. I think from an early age, I realized that I could only accomplish so much myself. And I've talked a lot about this in the past, you know, leverage is not only leverage in money. And a lot of us that are listening, um, you know, we're investors or we want to be investors or we're business owners or we want to be in, uh, business owners. But no matter what, no matter what stage you're at, even if you're a W-2 employee, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you understand the concept of leverage, at least in concept, right? In order to have something that you don't currently have, you've got to leverage something different than what you're currently leveraging. And that could be a tool, that could be a person, individual, someone else's time, someone else's money, someone else's knowledge, experience, etc. Well, when it comes to the concept of who, not how, um, and again, I, I would just encourage you to go out and get the book. It's uh, written by Ben Hardy, Benjamin Hardy and uh, Dan Sullivan. It's called Who, Not How. Go get the book, read it, listen to it. But I'm just going to give you my take because, um, again, as you've heard me say before, if we want something different, we have to do something different. We have to leverage something different. And a lot of times that's a who. And it's interesting because anytime we're up against a problem in life, we're always thinking about how do I fix this? How do I get out of it? And the concept that Dan brings to the table is it's never, ever, ever about a how. It's always about a who. Um, a lot of times we tend to think about, you know, how. And in reality, getting a who to fix it for us most of the time is really where the answer lies, especially in um, exponential growth and 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 doing things, you know, 10x type growth, doing things beyond what we're currently doing, getting outside of, you know, just us doing all the work. A lot of times that's a who. And, and again, that's been the key to really my success. Um, you know, even just back to raising capital. I mean, we're in the middle of a, um, a raise right now on the manufactured housing side. So again, if you're an accredited investor and you are interested in manufactured housing, we've been at it for a while. I think Karen and I bought our first mobile home park in like 2007. Um, owned and operated a bunch ourselves. And then we started syndicating. We're in the middle of a raise right now. Um, we've repositioned a lot of our portfolio and, um, you know, we've kind of restructured everything. We've sold off a lot of outliers and brought a lot of the assets into a single portfolio that we're just going to hold and and continue to stabilize and, and probably eventually refinance or sell. If you're an accredited investor and you're interested in that, just text the word MHP or the letters MHP to 480 531 7519. 
again, for accredited investors only, if you're interested in the manufactured housing space, we've been at it for a while. I've got a great team in place, but this is a great example of a who, not how, um, you know, when we go out and raise capital, um, that's a bunch of who's coming together. It's who's who have money that need a return that don't have time to go out and get that return on their own. We need a who, because we need more capital in order to grow at the speed that we want to grow. Um, you know, that's just, that's how it works. It's, um, you know, rather than us just trying to go to a bank, which also, by the way, is another form of a who, how am I going to get this financing done? How am I going to get this capital? Those are the questions that we ask ourselves, but the real question we should be asking is who do I need to go talk to, to help me get this deal done? And if you're a new investor or you're an early investor, or even if you're a seasoned investor and you've gotten to the point where you've ran out of your own money, the question isn't how do I go buy more deals? It's who do I go to, to invest with me in order to get more deals done? Does that make sense? Um, so this is the concept of who, not how, and it relates to so many areas. You know, when I had my first business, um, at one point in time, we got up over to hundred, um, up over hundred employees. And the reality is, you know, you can't get there without finding the right who's, whether those are, you know, a who for, uh, to run a division or a who to run a leadership team or who's to go out and do the work or who's that are dispatchers. And a lot of times we under undervalue, you might be thinking right now, Mike, this is so obvious. I mean, obviously you have to hire employees and obviously, um, you know, we have to borrow money and obviously we have to raise capital, but I want to drive home the thought process, because a lot of times when we get stuck, we're looking at how do I fix this certain problem or how do I overcome this? Or how do I you know, grow my business to the next level. I can never get past 10 employees. This is one that I've heard a lot lately. I've been, uh, you know, as I think you guys probably know, I um, do some one-on-one -on -one mentoring. I, I take five clients at a time, which by the way, I do have room for one more. If you're interested, just reach out to me. Um, I take five clients at a time. And, you know, a, a lot of these clients are high performing business owners. They're high earning W2 um, guys that are, or girls for that matter. I don't have any actually um, women that I coach at this point in time, but it's not necessarily selective to women or men. Um, but, you know, they're high earning W2 people, they're business owners, they're investors. But I've had this conversation over and over and over recently. A lot of times what what we really need to do is identify who do we need to hire or leverage or engage. It doesn't even have to be hiring in terms of a full-time employee. It might be a strategic partnership with a certain marketing company. It might be a strategic partnership with a legal team um, or a marketing team. I recently, uh, a friend of mine, uh, his name's Brandon. Um, I've actually been on his podcast. I don't think he's been on this one. Um, was having a conversation with him and, um, you know, he's kind of going to the next level A super, super successful investor, um, has flipped a lot of houses. Like I think a thousand plus houses, very smart guy. He teaches real estate investing, um, has a lot of, uh, short-term vacation rentals, et cetera, but he wants to go to the next level. And he reached out to me and he said, Mike, I want to buy this hotel. How do I put together a syndication? So, you know, he was coming to me saying, how, how do I do this? Um, you know, he was looking at me as his who. And I said, Brandon, like, you know, I could point you in the right direction, but if you really want to go far and you really want to go fast, let me refer you to a, a company that I think is one of the best that I know, um, that can help you with your marketing strategy, with your capital raising strategy. They can help you with your PPMs. They can help you with raising capital and staying out of trouble. And they can advise you on how to set all this up. This is an example of a who and not a how. When I first started, um, you know, when I first decided that I wanted to go out and learn how to raise capital, I went and joined the Real Estate Guys Mastermind, which is a phenomenal organization. They have an event called the Secrets of Successful Syndication. 
And so I started going to that and I paid to be, I paid to be in their mastermind and, you know, we would travel and we would meet once a quarter and I would go to all these events and I would do the real estate, uh, the, the, uh, the summit at sea, they had an investor summit at sea. So we did all that. Right. And over the course of two or three or four years, I learned how to raise capital and we built out this, um, you know, this MHP fund and all this stuff. I, it took me four years to learn that. And what Russ Gray from the real estate guys would say, um, he said, you need to collapse time frame. So you find a who, who has already done something and it can make your life easy. And so anyway, when Brandon called me, I referred him over to this other company and he, he like, you know, they got on a phone, the phone, I think it was that same day. And, and he texted me later and he said, dude, these guys are a game changer. And, you know, so the point of all that is like, rather than him going and trying to figure out like, how do I do this step and how do I do this step and how do I do this step? I just connected him with the who, who is an advisor and he's going to engage them and they're going to save him a ton of money, even though they're going to charge him money, they're going to save him a ton of money. They're going to save him a ton of time. They're going to save him a ton of headache. And that's the example of a who. So it doesn't have to be an employee. It could be an outside, you know, firm. That's what I was getting at. It could be a marketing company. It could be a legal team. It could be an accountant. Um, you know, I had Casey Myers from ProVision on the show a few weeks ago. He's my who when it comes to saving, saving taxes. You know, as he said on the show, um, the best way to increase your income or your revenue is to save more of what you make and not pay it in taxes. And so, you know, he happens to be my who. Here's what I'm really trying to drive home here. I think a lot of times we get small-minded and it's, you know, we're, we become lone rangers. I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine the other day that's actually, he's one of the guys that's in the couple's mastermind. And, you know, we were talking about being lone rangers. A lot of times we want to go at it alone. We think we can handle it all alone and you can. But the reality is if you want to go far and you want to go fast, you need to find a who. Um, this is the point that I really want to drive home that I've been, um, you know, hearing and seeing a lot lately as real estate investors or investors in business, or even people that are looking to begin investing, we understand the value of investing a dollar in an asset that's going to bring us cash flow. It's a language that we learn early on, you know, when we first start studying investing and everything else. So if I invest a hundred thousand dollars in a $500,000 commercial property and I get $400,000 in debt on it, put a hundred thousand dollars of my own cash in it. And it brings, you know, after all the debt service and everything else, let's say that it brings me $10,000 return. That's a 10% return on my hundred grand. I'm pretty happy with that. If it brought me 20,000 or a 20% return on my hundred thousand dollars invested, that's a 20% cash on cash return. I'm pretty happy with that. Here's where it gets interesting. Um, our brain disconnects when we start thinking about investing in who's, whether these are employees, whether these are vendors, whether these are consultants, whether these are attorneys, whether these are, uh, you know, accountants, I hear it all the time. Gosh, they're so expensive. Why are they so expensive? And what we really have to shift is what is the ROI on a who? So if I go out and I engage, you know, let's just say that it's January of 2022 and I decide that I'm going to hire um, let's say a COO of a marketing company that's going to help me, you know, grow my podcast and help me reach more people. And we're going to build a coaching platform hypothetically. And so I go out and I hire a hundred thousand dollar a year position on January one. Now, number one, I'm not paying a hundred thousand dollars out the gate. It's not like I'm paying this person a hundred grand up front. I'm paying them a hundred thousand dollars over 12 months. Right. And so each month, you know, you're paying them 80, whatever the number is, I think it's 8,300 or whatever the math is irrelevant. Um, so you're paying them X amount of dollars every month. And what we really need to think about when we start thinking, changing our mindset around, um, 
again, when we think about investing in assets, we're a hundred percent okay with investing in assets. We can calculate the return. We're okay taking the risk. But when it comes to investing in assets who are people, who are who's, we have a harder time with that. And what I really want you to think about, and again, this is in every area. I want you to analyze this all the way around. If you've been thinking about hiring, you know, maybe a transaction coordinator, if you're a realtor, if you've been thinking about hiring, you know, a personal assistant for that matter. And you know, man, it's going to cost me so much money. It's going to cost me $60,000 to get a personal assistant. Well, that's true. But how much money are they going to save you by you being able to free up yourself 20 hours a week and go do something else? And so again, when we look at putting $100,000 into a real estate asset, that's going to bring us 10 or $20,000 a year, we're totally cool with that. But when we look at investing $100,000 into a person, all they really have to do is bring us a 10 or $20,000 return per year for that to be a 10 or 20% return on our money invested in that who asset. We just don't really think of people as who's. In fact, a lot of times we think of them as liabilities. And I think we need to shift that mindset. And again, I'm not gonna go too far in the details on this. I think you get the principle around it. But if I go hire a HVAC technician that's you know costing me you know $100,000 a year, but he's billing me uh, you know $400 or $500,000 to the customer, and we're netting you know I don't know let's let's say we're netting 80 or $100,000 of that at the end of the day, that seems like a pretty dang good investment. I mean it's 100% return on your money. So even if it's bringing you $50,000, you know net at the end of the year, that's a great investment, 50% return on your capital. I mean, even if he's only bringing you 10,000, we just don't think about it that way. We put all these KPIs in place, like you gotta do X, you gotta do Y, you gotta do Z, but if we could really, and, and I'm, those are important, we, we need those, those have to be measurements because we can't only measure people based on money. Um, so you gotta have those KPIs in place, but as business owners, visionaries, you know, dreamers, when we're talking about who's even, you know, an accountant, if I, if I hire an accountant, it's going to cost me 50 grand a year. That's a wealth strategist. They're an accountant. They help me, but they also save me, you know, 50,000. And this is literally, sometimes it's a one for one thing. They should pay for themselves. But even if I was going to spend 50 grand a year on a CPA, if they could quantify that they could save me $10,000 a year, that's a 20% return on my capital. So yes, we need KPIs and yes, we need all these measurements and yes, we need performance reviews and yes, we need to, you know, have regular conversations with our vendors and people and, and our who's in life. But the reality is I think we need to really sit down and start quantifying what is the return on investment on people's time in my life. And, and here's what gets interesting too, because sometimes you can have a direct correlation to what that ROI is um, from someone's time. But the next quantification is, quantifying how many hours they're freeing you up and what your hourly rate is worth. And then you could also compound that into your investment. So if I'm investing, you know, a hundred grand into someone and they're literally, you know, bringing me another 10,000 or 20,000 or 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars in business. Um, obviously you got to, you know, subtract your cost out of that and then get to the net. But if I'm paying them a hundred grand and they're bringing me in a hundred grand of additional revenue and my margin is 10%, they're, they're bringing me in another $10,000 a year. They're bringing me a 10% return on my investment on them. But here's what gets even more interesting. If they're freeing me up 10 hours a week and my time is worth $1,500 an hour or $500 or $100 or whatever your time's worth. Um, if my time's worth $1,500 an hour 
and they're giving me 10 hours a week back in the you know sense of an executive assistant or whatever, whatever that might be, a salesperson that's taking over a sales role or raising capital or a marketing thing or whatever. If they're saving me 10 hours a week and my hour, my, my productive um, average per hour is $1,500, that's a lot of money. That's $15,000 a week that that person is making me by allowing me to go do something better and leveraging their time by finding a who and stopping to worry, like, how am I gonna get all this done? We're so overwhelmed, we're so stressed. And you couldn't even quantify this, but the fact that a who could come into your life and reduce stress in your life and you know maybe even give you another five or seven or 10 years or a better quality of life so you can travel with your family more, you can't even quantify that. So I wanted to dig a little bit deeper on the who not how concept, like I said, at the end of the day, um, go get the book. It's an amazing book. Um, the principle will blow your mind, but I think you can get the gist of it here. What I'm really trying to expose is the fact that we're really, really good at getting a return on investment when it comes to assets, stock market, Bitcoin, gold, silver, real estate, whatever. But when it comes to people, we look at people a lot of times as a necessary evil. We have to have this person. We have to hire 10 more people because in order, if we don't hire 10 more people, we can't hit our revenue numbers. And if we don't hit our revenue numbers, then you know we're not gonna be profitable. And that's how we tend to think about people when in reality, if we just looked at, okay, look, if I invest $100,000 in this person or position, they're gonna bring me $10,000 a year over 10 years. And that's gonna compound and continue to, you know, they're gonna get better and better and, and they're gonna be able to free up more and more people. And I mean, the compound effect on people's time is just huge. So we're really good at looking at this when it comes to money, return on assets, um, return on time, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to return on people, uh, there's a little disconnect there. So I hope that's something that uh, will cause you to go out and think in areas of life where you need a who, whether it's you know somebody to do laundry so you have more time with your kids, um, somebody to do laundry so you can go on date night with your husband, um, somebody to cook dinner for you. Karen, I literally just hired a person to bring us in meals um, three nights a week, and it's been a game changer. Number one, she's a great cook. Um, she'll do it the way you know, the meals designed around the way that we want it. Um, but it totally frees us up too. And one of the things that Kara would have guilt around is when we'd go on date night and I had a little bit of this too, but you know, um, mom has a little bit more. Um, when we'd go on date night, a lot of times the kids would, you know, they'd fend for themselves. Unfortunately we have, um, Uber eats and all that kind of stuff today, Postmates, but you know, we still, there was a little bit of guilt there. Like, ah, man, every, every Thursday we don't, you know, we don't make dinner for the kids and our kids are older. It's not like our kids weren't eating. Um, they're older teenagers. Actually, two of them are out of the house now. Um, but anyway, the thing that I'm really getting to the point is like leveraging someone else to do something like that frees up stress in your life. I've heard so many times lately where people are like, oh yeah, we don't have time for date night. We can't do date night. Too busy, too many kids, too much dinner, too much laundry. Uh, bad excuse. That's a great example of where you need a who in your life and that'll help you figure out how you can get more time with your wife or your husband and quit making excuses. So anyway, that was just a little example of, you know, how you could apply who, not how into even your personal life. So again, I hope that helps. And I think you really should take some time and just think about that. Maybe make a list for yourself. You know, what areas could I begin to outsource, um, create, you know, some who's in my life, who is the person that's the question you really got to ask instead of saying, how am I going to get this done? Start saying, who can I find that can help me get this done? Or who can I find that has the answer to this? How can I solve this problem? It can be better answered with who can I go talk to that already knows how to solve this problem. So 
Um, grateful, grateful, grateful for Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy for writing this book. Um, super grateful for being able to coach under the man himself for a while. This concept totally um, changed my life along the way. I think I've been good at this, um, you know, naturally for a long time, realizing my, there's, there's not a lot of ego when you're trying to do huge things. Cause when you know, you can't do it all yourself, you got to set the ego down and really go find the people that can. So I had a concept of it, but coaching under the man himself really helped, um, you know, hone this in and, and get clarity around it. And then the book who not how has just totally transformed the way I think about this. So, um, you know, if you could, I would say, go find a who that could, uh, read the book for you, but you can't. So go pick it up, see uh, where you need some who's in your life. Hopefully that'll help you level up and solve some problems in your world. Go make it a great day. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.